Welcome to the 1K Mom Podcast. This is episode number 10. You're listening to the 1K Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Fleming, founder of the 1K Mom Tribe. This is a movement of women who are building a business and raising a family and doing both well. Let's do this. Hey moms, so today I'm talking with Heather Heinrich. She is a huge fan of spreadsheets, lists, and organization and has been from an early age. Now she uses those innate skills to help entrepreneurs create systems and procedures to run their businesses efficiently. She has an obsession with strategy and results through online marketing and she specializes in helping business owners reach new heights of visibility. Guys, today we are gonna talk about all the things. Heather has five kids. She is finding ways to build and scale her business in the next of her life with five kids. She's adding passive income streams. She's telling you exactly what you need to know to go back to the beginning and get those clients without being fearful. Guys, this is going to be a great podcast. Stay tuned. Hey, Heather, how are you? It's so good to have you on the 1K Mom podcast. I am great. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. Well, you know, fill my audience in on who you are and really the Heather behind your business that you have going on. Yeah, of course. So um, my name is Heather Heinrichs. I am the owner of My VA Heather. We are a virtual assistant firm. Um, we specialize in marketing for female coaches. Um, and we've been in business now for almost three years. Um, so That's awesome. Yeah, that, that pretty much sums up who I am, what I do for a living. <laughs> I love it. So how did you get into that world? Was Have you always been a VA or how did that start? So um, for over a decade now, I have been um, an executive assistant um, in the administrative, you know, supporting um, CEOs, C-level executives, things like that. Um, and I actually, so I have five children and wow. yeah. <laughs> Um, and I was actually pregnant with one of my children and realized that I really, I needed to find a way to be home with them. I was missing way too much time with them. Um, so I decided to quit my job and transition to the online space. Wow. And so what did that transition like look like? Was that, was it smooth? Was it easy? Was it a lot of learning? What did, what really happened there? My goodness. I wish I could say it was just great that I just, (laughs) (laughs) that I quit my job and jumped right into this. But um, no, it was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of um, self-doubt, a lot of bad days, but um, you know, I, I stuck through it and I can say that it's all so worth it now. Yeah. Um, You know, there. There were definitely days when I thought about looking for a way that I could get back into the corporate world and, you know, find, find, a, find a job that way because that just seemed like the easiest route. Um, but, you know, it's all paid off now. So, yeah. What do you say to those people that are kind of in a limbo, so to speak, like they have maybe made a jump or they haven't quite quit that full-time job, but they haven't really seen their income at a point where it's like, okay, no turning back now. So what do you say to that limbo time frame? Um, Don't give up. (laughs) That's the biggest thing. Um, You know, like I said, you're going to have hard days. You're going to be discouraged. You're going to be this, you're going to be that. Um, I think that one of my huge resources was really finding support. So I support in, um, you know, the virtual assistant community and, um, 
I actually, I built a team. I have a team now. I have three people on my team and we all support each other. You know, um, we still have bad days, um, almost three years into this and I still have bad days. So I would say don't give up and really find a support system for yourself. To help yeah. You. Oh my gosh. It's so huge. And like, we think online business, we're moms, we're staying at home, we're trying to work. We think we've got to do it alone, but like there's this, this huge business community and Facebook groups and even Instagram and just the connections. I don't know if you can speak to this, but the connections I've made, it's crazy. Definitely. Most definitely. Crazy. Awesome. Some of my deepest connections um, in my life now are are from the online community. People that I've never even seen. Face, you know? <laughs> yeah. People I'm like, when we finally actually have coffee in person, I'm going to hug your neck off. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. Thousand miles away, but you are one of my closest friends. Yeah. I have a lot so of crazy. <laughs> I love that. So how, how did you begin cultivating those friendships? Cause I know like, I don't know. I see my four-year-old daughter and I wish I could be as like friendly and just go up to everybody and be like, hi. But for some reason, like for the introvert in me, it's hard online just as it is in, in person as an adult. Yes. I've, I've always thought that making friends as an adult is one of the most awkward things that you can possibly do. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it honestly, it happened organically for me. It was, you know, people asking questions that I had an answer to, or me having a question that someone else had an answer to, um, you know, and, so, so that, that part of it kind of happened organically, but I, I made sure that I was involved in Facebook groups and things. Um, I'm a bit of an introvert myself, but those Facebook groups really helped me in the beginning as well. So yeah. I had to put myself out there, um, with questions, with, um, you know, needing advice and things like that. And some people really pulled through, but, um, I actually, I think I bonded most with the people that were on the same journey as me. Mm-hmm. So the people that were, you know, just getting started and things like that. And, and I really, I've built some long-term friendships that way. I love that. Finding people that are kind of where you are on the road Definitely. and walking it together. I like it. So two and a half years in business, right? That's correct. Yeah. So take me back to the beginning. Take me to a time at the beginning where it seemed like you just couldn't get over this one thing or this one task. How did you get over that? And what advice would you give back to yourself if you were looking back on that? So um, as a virtual assistant starting out, um, I cannot even explain to you how scary it was trying to find clients with no virtual assisting experience. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a ton of administrative um, experience. I knew that I was skilled. I knew that I could do the job well, but people were looking for someone with experience or they were looking to pay someone something that I knew, you know, I couldn't make a living off of. So, um, it was incredibly difficult in the beginning to find clients. And that was, I think the hardest point in my business was thinking maybe this isn't possible. Um, but you know, I, I managed to get over it and it was actually through the networking. Um, someone, you know, people started referring people to me, um, and that's actually how I got off the ground. That's how I got up and running was, was through the community, the online community. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And that is for most of my clients and everybody I talk to, that seems to be the hardest part is how do I get clients to pay me when I've never had a client pay me in the first place? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, you asked what advice I would give to myself. Yeah. 
back then I, I would say, don't get discouraged. Um, it, it will happen. Um, something else that I wish I would have done was, um, gotten my feet wet a little bit before I quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we put money in savings and everything and prepared for it, but I kind of wish that I would have brought on a client or two before I made the transition. Um, because there was a good month there that I was thinking, you know, this is impossible and I'm letting myself down and all of that, um, you know, scary stuff. But I wish that I could go back, tell myself not to be discouraged and, um, and maybe try to make the transition a little bit slower. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that involves like level of knowing yourself because some people, they've got to cut that cord. They've got to burn that bridge or they're never going to do anything. Yeah, yeah. But like sometimes for people like you, maybe it's like, okay, I would rather have that safety net. I would rather have the plan. You probably love planning. You sound like me. <laughs> like I love planning and stuff like that. So like yeah. um, an introvert, somewhat sometimes an extrovert. I mean, that's, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I, I, it definitely depends on you and the person you're talking to, but I mean, yeah, that level of self-awareness is huge for me, I think. So how did you determine who your ideal client was? Did you know back then who it was or were you kind of just anybody who wants to hire me kind of thing? I 100% had no idea who my ideal client was. Um, I was honestly, I was trading hours for dollars back then and I was taking on anything that I could get. Yeah. Um, I would not recommend doing that. (laughs) Um, I mean, it it is how I got started, but it's not, um, you know, your, your life isn't as enjoyable that way. So I actually, I work primarily with female coaches. Um, I brought on a couple of female coaches accidentally. I was not targeting them. Um, and I realized that I was enjoying what I was doing. Um, I was connecting with them. I was rooting for them. I was, um, it wasn't work anymore. It wasn't work taking care of them. Um, and that's kind of how I nailed down my niche. Um, I decided that that was who I wanted to work with. I love that. So what do you mean accidentally? How did that happen? So I actually, someone, um, referred a client to me. Um, she's a, you know, female coach. She, um, she focuses on making women feel like it's safe to be successful. Um, because so many of us are, are scared to put ourselves out there and and things like that. Um, so someone referred her to me. I brought her on. Um, she referred one of her other friends to me that does a similar thing. I brought her on. Um, and then I found myself, um, you know, tasks for anyone else were just daunting. I didn't want to do them. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to work with these two women. And I realized that I was at a point, I had the skills to decide that that was who I was going to work with and target only those people. And that's how I built a business that I actually, I enjoy running it. You know, I like sitting down in front of my computer in the morning um, and, and getting stuff done and helping these women succeed. So that's so cool. Yeah. It's so often scary to niche down. Um, but like you've seen it play out in a huge way. So I guess in, in personal fulfillment, what other ways do you think niching down has helped you? Um, it honestly helps you with your marketing, um, Mm -hmm. big time. So I know when I am writing my copy and things for marketing, exactly who I'm targeting. So that's a huge deal. 
Um, and my client, the, my potential clients see that come through as well. They feel like I'm speaking to them, um, because I am, you know, um, so I think that that's probably one of the biggest ways that, that that's helped. Yeah. I love that. So not even really through trial and error for you, but it was just through kind of a referral, kind of, like you said, accidental. I love that. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. So tell me about, tell me about your kids and your, this desire to work at home and be present for them. Tell me about all that. Yeah. So, um, I was actually, I was a stay at home mom for a couple of years when my oldest two were born. Um, I have five children now and I went back to work for a few years there in the middle. Hmm. Um, my oldest is actually my stepson. He's 11. And then I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. I have a two-year-old and a three-month-old. Dang, girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge range. <laughs> it, is. it is, definitely. So you have like a roller, a, a toddler, a uh, back talker at uh-huh. six, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> what's, eight, what's our eight-year-old doing? <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I would say about six through 11 are back talkers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got a lot of those. <laughs> My four-year-old's doing, I'm like, you are just four. What is going yeah. on? Yeah. You know oh what? My, my two-year-old is a sassy one. She's my, my two youngest are the girls and my two-year-old is the sassy one. So to be honest with you, she's the back talker. Oh my goodness. Love me some strong little females. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> that is so cool. So yeah. So you've kind of been back and forth to work and what has like, when you've been at work, has there ever been like this draw to be home or any kind of like yearning to just, to just be mom. But like, I don't know. I've always had like the whole pull between working and being a mom. And that's why I started this podcast and this brand. It was because I think there's a lot of women who want to equally be like an entrepreneur and contribute financially, but also really want to be the one picking up kids from preschool and taking them to the doctors and doing all the things mom does. So can you speak at all to that? Definitely. So that, that was, that was the pool that really made me make this jump. Um, I had, you know, mom guilt. I'm sure you yeah. heard about that frequently. I had yeah. mom guilt. I was not seeing my children enough. I knew that I had another child on the way when I made this jump and I wasn't going to settle for not being, you know, involved in their life. And, and, um, it was, it was really eating me up. I mean, I would see them for maybe two or three hours a day and it was all homework, eating, showering and putting them to bed and I couldn't do it anymore. So I think that that was kind of the fire inside of me to make sure that I was successful. Yeah. I love that. So I loved when we talked before you said that it was important to you for your kids to see mom going after something. Mm -hmm. Can you expound on that? Yes, definitely. So I think it's really important that my children see that they can really be anything that they want to be. Um, This is, this entrepreneurial journey is difficult and a lot of people don't have the courage to take it on. And I want my children to be the kind of people that have the courage to take that on. I want my girls to know that it's okay for a woman to be ambitious. I want my boys to know that it's okay to like an ambitious woman. Um, you know, that, that's really, that is, I think 
one of the best parts of this journey that I've taken is, is the lessons that it's teaching my children. Yeah. Um, are you instilling any entrepreneurial skills in your kids? Are you doing anything like that? Um, you know, I, I try, I'm, I'm so big on, um, making sure that they make their own decisions and teaching them about the consequences and things like that, because I think that really being creative, using your brain, thinking for yourself is a huge part of, you know, an entrepreneur's way of thinking. Um, and they know all about what I do. They hop in on my video calls on a regular basis. Um, so I think that, you know, they're, they're seeing it and they're getting it organically and I'm trying as, as much as I can to instill all of these values in them. I love that. So like when you first started your, your business, were you ever like apprehensive about having your kids around and in video calls or interrupting you while you were on the phone, anything like that? I was. So that was, that was a huge fear of mine. I was very, I I had a lot of anxiety around it. I knew that my kids were in the other room and I was thinking, oh my goodness, if this client hears my children, they're going to think that I'm unprofessional and I'm not the right fit for them. And, you know, as time went on, I realized that if I'm not the right fit for that person, then they can find someone else. Yeah. I work well with the people that understand that I have kids in the next room and I can still do amazing things for them. Um, And I think that as moms, we need to realize that. So that is, that is such a big thing. It's um, let go of the guilt because there are people out there that are okay with being a mom and, you know, totally rocking their world. So um, I'm, I'm so happy now that my kids can run by in the background and me and my clients can laugh about that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. You've just saved like a ton of moms, a bunch of guilt. <laughs> if they really, if they really grab onto that, like there's no reason we need yeah. to be concerned about it or delay starting a business or delay sharing a message because you've got kids. I mean, that's, yeah, I they're your, they're part of your story. This is the season we're in. Like, yeah. let's embrace it. I love that. I honestly, to, to overshare a bit here, I have on a couple of occasions had to turn the video off on a video call so that I can nurse my daughter and talk to my clients at the same time. So that's, (laughs) that is so awesome. Definitely. I'm, I'm blessed to have the clients that I, that I have actually. So. Yeah. I've been on a call once with a uh, ad specialist who was nursing her, her baby. Uh-huh. And um, while we were talking, I'm like, Oh, are those little baby coos? Like, you know, the little one, two month sounds that they make oh. right. <laughs> when you're, when you're working with women who get it, like, it just doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. we've all been there where we're like, we're standing at our standing desk, <laughs> shaking our baby in the Moby rat because they won't sleep. You know, we've all been there. Exactly. <laughs> so I love that. It's so cool. So, um, tell me, you said you have a three month old. How did you prepare your business and your family for adding another baby? Number five. Yeah. So, so luckily I have a team. Um, and I, one of my team members is really my right hand girl and she had some extra time on her plate. Um, so she was able to take control of most of my clients um, I what I mean, I worked when I was in labor, to be honest with you. I was yeah. in a little bad. I was shooting off emails and <laughs> my clients. Um, because that's just who I am. That's that's who I yeah. want though. It wasn't it wasn't a frustration to me or anything. But um luckily she was able to step in and she was familiar with 
all of our clients, everything that needed to be done. And she was able to take care of it for me. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Did you find it was hard to shut off a little bit during maternity leave? 100% yes. Um, And honestly, I didn't do a very good job of shutting off. Um, I, I was able to bond with my daughter and everything. I'm incredibly fortunate to be in the line of work that I'm in because I can lay in bed and, you know, take care of my daughter while I have a laptop on the other side of her. I'm cooing at her and making faces and writing an email, you know? So, so that it was incredibly difficult for me to step away. And I have a little bit of regret for not fully stepping away for at least a couple of weeks, but everything is fine. You know, not everything goes perfectly in this, uh, mompreneur life. Um, but everything worked out fine. And uh, any tips to those moms that are about ready to get on maternity leave or planning for a baby and they have a business, anything like that? Yeah. So do as much prep ahead of time as possible. Um, I know that towards the end there, I was telling myself, I need to prep, I need to prep, I need to prep, but I never quite got around to doing it. Like I would have liked to have done it. Um, my daughter came a month early, which is probably another, another slide to that. Um, but no, I would say prepare. So set up any passive income that you possibly can, um, you know, and bring someone in to help you if you can, if that's a possibility for you. I'm actually, I'm covering two other virtual assistants maternity leave right now. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So they're close friends of mine that I've made in my online community who, um, have just given birth and they came to me because they know they can trust me. So I've taken on all of their clients for the time being. So I love that. I love that. Well, I want to touch briefly on your team. Like how did you start that? Um, did you always know you wanted to manage a team and how did that really evolve? So when I first started this, I really thought that it was going to be like a 20 hour a week. Um, you know, mostly spend time with my children, work 20 hours a week to bring in a little bit of income. Um, but that, that grew quickly for me. I kind of realized that, um, you know, contrary to what I think moms are supposed to feel, if I could say it that way, um, using my brain kind of fulfilled me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it, there was a lot of mom guilt associated with that. So, you know, I was thinking in my head, why don't I want to just sit here and be with my children? Why, why do I feel a pool to go find another client so that I can use my brain some more or, or things like that? And when I finally gave in to that, I ended up, I mean, I had a few weeks where I was working around 70 hours a week. Um, you know, with five children. So I brought on a subcontractor to help me handle the workload. Um, and then my way of thinking kind of changed. And I realized that when you bring on a subcontractor, you're not really trading hours for dollars anymore. You're, um, you know, you're opening up the possibility to a larger income for yourself. So my, my mindset changed and I realized that I wanted to turn this into a virtual assisting firm as opposed to me being a virtual assistant with a couple of, you know, people helping me out. So, um, because when you're just a virtual assistant, your, your income's kind of capped, you know, Mm -hmm. 
but when you when you branch out, you really you're able to um, open up possibilities. So that's how that happened. That's so cool. I love it. So what's next for you and your business? Are you, um, yeah, let's go there. <laughs> so um, for 2018, I really want to focus on passive income. Um, I want to take more of a step back away from my business um, and spend time with my children before they grow up and get out of the house. And I have millions of regrets for not, you know, making memories with them. Um, so I, I will always be an entrepreneur at heart, but I would love to set up some things that, um, bring in income without me having to be in front of my computer all day long. Um, so I am setting up actually like a marketing mentorship program where, um, it's kind of like a coaching program for people who are in the middle of launches and things like that. And most of it is automated with a couple phone calls with me and things like that. So I think that that's going to be an awesome way to help a large amount of people and also take myself away from the computer for most of the day. So that's one of the things that I'm introducing and I'm brainstorming about the rest of the passive income ideas. I love it. I love it. Passive income. I'm such a huge fan of multiple income streams in general. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Those are my favorite. (laughs) Yes. So, okay. Let's give some rapid questions. Just rapid fire. So give me one mom or business owner hack that you think can help other moms manage business and life. Well, self-care, self-care. Okay. Awesome. If you could do it all over again, what would you tell yourself to start with? Don't get discouraged. Okay. So start with that, not getting discouraged and, uh, Mm -hmm. keeping your eye on the prize kind of thing. Yeah. So favorite app software or system that you would recommend right now? Um, I would actually say Facebook groups. Yeah. I love that. So best book you've read and what you're looking forward to reading soon. Um, girl code best book I've read. Um, and what I'm looking forward to reading soon Um, I have not prepared for that. Goodness gracious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's hard. There's so many people making lists for 2018 right now, like what they're going to read. I read one the other day too. And, um, and I cannot for the life of me remember not one book off of there that I wanted to read. Well, Um, let me ask you this. Are you the type of person that like likes to make a list of books we're going to read ahead of time? Or do you just like read a book and then decide what you're going to read next. I read a book and then I decide what I'm going to read next, to be honest with you. Me like, too. Later today, I'll probably read a potty training book to my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, cause like these people who are making their list for 2018, I'm like, how do you know where you're going to be in six months? You may not even need exactly. to know that. Exactly. Exactly. It's so yeah. crazy. Well, we will link up all of these resources and things in the show notes for you, but uh, Heather, let us know where we can find you and connect with you online. Yeah, of course. So my website is myvaheather.com and you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at my underscore VA underscore Heather um, and the same for Facebook actually. And then you can catch me in my Facebook group. It is um, Female Entrepreneurs Making a Difference for a Living. Um, and that's actually up and coming. It's brand new. So I'm excited to, to kick that off. Yeah. Yay. We will link that in the show notes. Heather, do you have something? I think you have something to give away, don't you? 
I sure do. I am giving away, actually, it's called Scheduling Like a Boss. Ooh. And it um, explains, it decodes um, social media algorithms and tells you what the best time to post on each platform is. And, um, you know, people don't realize that your um, social media timing can be the difference between 10k months and being completely invisible to your ideal client. So, um, what? Right. <laughs> we might need to have a whole other conversation about that. <laughs> oh my goodness! To that, check out check out my scheduling like a boss. It's an ebook, yeah. um, and it has all the information that you'll need to to figure all that out. Well, yes, we definitely need that, especially with how much things are changing on all the platforms. Uh, Instagram's changed recently. Facebook's changing all the time. Yes. Yes. So that will be a huge resource. Awesome. Perfect. Well, it was so, so good to talk to you. I absolutely um, enjoy talking to other moms out there who are rocking business and motherhood well, and you're doing that. So congratulations. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. For a full recap and show notes of the episode with some helpful tips and tricks and links to what was mentioned, head on over to 1kmom.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would be so honored if you would leave us a review on iTunes, screenshot today's episode, share it on Instagram, tag us in your stories at Katie Fleming, and let us know what you loved. Thank you so much for being a part of the 1K Mom Tribe.